I'm Dustin Zahn, and this is Trainwrecks. First of all, I apologize if you hear any background noise. The market is going on near my house today, and uh, it attracts a lot of street musicians. For the past month or two, some guy showed up outside my house about three days a week to play the flute for six hours straight, and in result, I don't need to hear the flute ever again. But he's gone now, and uh, today some asshole with a guitar is showing up, so I can't win. Uh, and anyway, if you hear him, I apologize. A quick bit of news for the podcast. It looks like next week will be the release of the Studio Chat episode. Um, for those who don't know, I asked a lot of my previous guests to stick around after their interviews and chat for a few more minutes uh, about various studio topics like uh, little tricks or gear they use and things like that. So uh, I'm in the middle of compiling the episode now, and if you're a producer, you're going to want to tune into that one. If you're just a casual listener, you can probably avoid that one like the plague. This week's guest is Alessio Armani, a.k.a. Freddie K. For those of you who know him, you're probably very eager to hear what he has to say. Uh, If you don't know him, that's okay too. He's kind of a hard guy to summarize for an introduction. Um, If you're Italian and you were around in the 90s, you're definitely aware of him. He was a very big influence on the Italian rave scene throughout the 90s uh, because he ran an infamous radio show that introduced a lot of people to electronic music. Um, I'm not going to go too far into it because you'll hear about it on the show, but it's safe to say that he was perfectly comfortable with putting on the headphones and sitting in front of the microphone for this uh, episode. Because of the radio show, he got a chance to hear everything, which helped him develop a kick-ass taste in music, uh, which would later go on to you know, the usual route that we all go down, producing records, Uh, starting labels, distribution companies. He's kind of done everything. Um, Like I said, I don't want to double track too much, but uh, the other thing that's important to point out is that his story kind of starts for the rest of the world around 2009 when he moved over to Berlin. Um, It kind of reignited the spark for him a bit, and uh, he started playing out at some of the clubs in Berlin, uh, like About Blank and Berghain. In fact, he's at Berghain again this weekend. That's not a set you want to miss if uh, if you live in town here. Um, and he's kind of been wrecking shop wherever he goes. So I think he's a name you're going to hear about a lot more. And uh, like I said, if you already know who he is, uh, this is of no surprise. Uh, yeah, it's kind of a long interview, so I'll just get right to it. Enjoy the episode. All right, well, today on the show, we got Freddie K. Thanks for coming in. Hello, hello, Dustin. As, uh, as we were just talking about on the, uh, right before we started the microphones here, you have quite a bit of radio experience, so getting on the mic with the headphones is nothing new. No, it's nothing new. Uh, I made eight years, eight, between eight and nine years of a radio show. And uh, I feel comfortable with microphone. I think it's uh, also the radio concept is something that's part of me. I mean, so uh, I feel comfortable. and I like the idea to be here with you and talk about everything. Awesome, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, you're kind of a person who has done it all. Um, and we're going to go through all that. But that's, that's why I wanted to talk to you because you have a lot of history behind you. 
Um, I guess it makes sense to start at the beginning because there are people who don't know who you are and there are those who do, who still really have never asked maybe, including myself. Um, And actually, I couldn't find a whole lot on the internet for notes. Um, But one of the things that did come up is that uh, you created a very popular techno movement through a radio show starting in 93. Yeah, it's called, uh, it was called Virus. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. It was nineteen ninety three exactly. It was uh, a radio show. I mean, I explain all the situation of them sure. at that moment. Uh, I was I start to play to to follow techno in eighty nine ninety really in the beginning, and of course at that time there was no internet, so you have to listen to radio, and there was a, a, a radio show called uh, Med Show in Rome mm-hmm. that was managed and by a little bit the old sound of Rome was uh, Luca Cucchetti and then um, with Lori D and uh, and also you have to listen you have to listen at that time for to listen new records and uh, often was there in, in a radio guests like uh, Joy Beltram um, the first uh, Richie Odin uh, Afix Twin and uh, and uh, underground resistance. All so the... these were people that were playing. They would stop in and do a radio uh, set while they were on tour or something. Yeah, or... this this I'm talking about ninety one, mm-hmm. ninety two. So I was one uh, new DJ and I was following them uh, and uh, starting also sent to them some mixing. I start also to play thanks to them. I was uh, a little bit the external uh, newcomer. Eh? And uh, so I, my, I was a swimmer actually. Mm-hmm. I was uh, in the national team of uh, swimmer. Oh wow! Yeah. So you, you the had... young, young national yeah. team. <laughs> so I, I had my free time. Always listen techno, and also <laughs> it was not exactly the same things. And going also to party for the first time. You know this big warehouse party, and everything was connected. Uh, and all my knowledge was uh, thanks to this radio show. Uh, there was at that time a big, big movement, and so at one point, at one point after, uh, I mean, I growing up, I grew up with, uh, I grew up with uh, this radio show, this radio show culture. So at one point, for many reasons, this uh, radio show stopped, and I was, uh, uh, and I saw that I, I was already playing, and uh, at that time there were also the Sunday afternoon. So and and I see, and I saw that. Uh, I had a lot of uh, followers or fans. Anyway, I was playing good to be young, but I missed I miss really a lot the radio show because at one point they stopped. So one day come one guy that always was at this club that was called Macumba Inn, <laughs> uh, Stellarium. And this was in Rome? In Rome, in Rome. Okay. Yeah, I'm talking about Rome, yes, sorry. And uh, and then he, he comes to me and says, oh, my father has um, a radio station, a local radio station. They play all folkloristic music, really nothing to, to do with techno. But in the evening, they don't have anything. You know, it's all um, already recorded. If you want to try, it could be nice. And I say, hmm. Could be nice. Actually, it's uh, what I, what I what I was missing was the radio show. So I tried. I went in this uh, radio station one uh, one evening. Exactly was the the twenty four April of nineteen ninety three. That was the also the, the the birthday of virus movement. 
and uh, at I think it was nine o'clock in the evening, I start to play vinyl on the on the radio show, and we start to receive immediately some uh, phone call, you know, because people, what is this? Because what's uh, what's missing? People uh, it was new to them, yeah, you know. So what? Oh, we listen good techno. What is this? What is this? Eh? So I decided, okay, with this guy, I say, okay, you know what? I was uh, I was starting university, but then I stopped after one year. I mean, and uh, I know I say, you know what? Also, I was starting to work with my father a little bit in the office, but I, I never want uh, not not for my yeah, father, yeah, you course, know. But yeah. and uh, so I say, you know what? I asked to to make this radio show every day from eight o'clock. Uh, in the evening until midnight, four uh, four hours every day from Monday to Friday and Saturday to play also uh, live on the radio to mixing until uh, from midnight until eight o'clock in the morning. So that's twenty eight hours a week on the radio. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was a lot. So this but, wasn't just like uh, you know essential mix where it's two hours a week or something. This is basically the whole radio station. Yeah, yeah. It was the evening was always virus, you know. When they wow. stopped, yeah, and that for this, then uh, um, I had, I was always also now. I was always a little bit. I like to take a risk, you know. Mm-hmm. If I like something, I say well, I have to try, you know. Why not? I, so I start from eight to midnight every day, every day. Um, I start to make to make some uh, different. Uh, section you know like uh, one was called uh, also really nice one was uh, space container yeah. and there were two hours uh, i mean the first half an hour was just uh, ambient mm-hmm. then uh, one hour of uh, new stuff you know uh, at that time there was a record shop remix and i had all the promo the things and then there was the the specific uh, section of the of the day and there was a space container on tuesday and it was about all ambient b12 all this stuff mm-hmm. you know out there uh, ambient i mean uh, electronic yeah, uh, experimental more like this and then there was on monday that was that that was a, a nice idea at the time it was one hour called rave line mm-hmm. where people can call uh, on the radio and talk about uh, they what they think uh, about the the party on Saturday or That's on great. Friday and kind of a community with, thing, but also without filter. You know, so <laughs> that, that, not that was that was uh, cause some trouble. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. I, sometimes they also uh, I don't know some areas start to say something better to another area, another district. Yeah. You know, a little bit like gangs, you know. But yeah. was was all spontaneous. Was yeah. really a nice picture of what's going on, you know. And then it was another one on Wednesday. I think it was a uh, future releases. I mean, people send the tape, uh, the radio with the new tracks, eh? and we we play. Saying uh, the name, uh, and and uh, and then there was another one. that was uh, about uh, uh, something like about more uh, about the technical things. So talking about machine uh, something, and uh, and then there was the of course the the chart on uh, on mm-hmm. Friday was called the pyramide uh, del virus. I mean uh, virus pyramid because of ta 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 ta. You know? Oh, okay, pyramid. Yeah. I know my my English is not always the best. Hey, it's all right. <laughs> and so it was 
like like you said, a lot of hours, and then create a direct contact with with the people. You know that that I, I never can forget the first time that there was a party connected with the virus radio show. Actually, we we didn't make flowers, uh, flowers, sorry, flyers mm -hmm. at all. But just only communication by radio, and uh, was kind of uh, a, a bet, you know, something. Okay, we try. And actually, then we arrived there, and there were 3,000 people dancing techno until uh, 12 o'clock in a Sunday morning. Wow. At that time, also was uh, still was uh, Rome was uh, was was okay with the time. You know, you can. At, at this point, sorry to cut you off. Like when you say 3,000 people, um, most of the people that are listening to the show aren't from Italy, or um, because the show is in English, not a lot of Italians can tune in. Like. Give give the listeners an idea of what the party scene was like back then, like you know Rome or Italy in general. Like how many parties were there? How big were there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, when I was talking before about the the old radio show, <laughs> oh, <laughs> old radio show of this uh, other radio station, uh, it was an important movement. I mean, there were party in a warehouse uh, called Rave, but not kind of legal rave yeah uh big parties every it was a big scene in rome and then 91 92 was really really there were sometimes big warehouse in uh, every weekend with uh 3000 2000 1500 people big sound system and always a lot of dj i can't forget one uh, new year's eve was uh there were five parties and the one there was Underground Resistance Live, Lenny D, uh, Lori D, all <laughs> D, <laughs> and um, another one there was Adamski. Mm -hmm. uh, another one was uh, um, at that time uh, LA style, James Brown is dead, uh, you know. Ah, okay, James yeah. Brown is dead. And a lot of uh, another one there was Joy Beltram. And all the five five uh, parties mm -hmm. they were all full. Wow. All full, big warehouse, or uh, it was kind of, it was actually also a little bit the trend of the moment because Roma was really traditional, you know. Yeah, but to go to listen acid house, you have to have the blouse. Uh, really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit, you have to have the, the blouse, a nice jacket, uh, and there was the selection at the door. So when they started this kind of party, uh was big news for everybody so finally i feel uh, free to go like 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 i am without uh, oh so they didn't have to wear the the dress code uh the no no at the, before they started this rave parties yeah you had to wear this stuff. yes okay i thought you were saying they would go to acid house wearing suits and that to me was insane <laughs> but no no, 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 no but at that great. time the, the clubs there was a uh, really a lot of acid house in, in the clubs eh? mm -hmm. But you have to wear always, you know, a blouse, a little bit. You have to look good. This is this is Rome, actually. <laughs> so that was uh, when they start this warehouse party. Rave was a kind of a revolution, you know. So mm -hmm. they have for two, three years really big success. And FX Twin. And thanks also to the older Roman DJs like Leonie Baldi, Lori D., uh, Paolo Zerla, there was also remix shop. Was it was a big movement. So, uh, so for this reason, when I start to do the radio show, mm -hmm. I got uh, three thousand people. 
I mean, because wow. it was already a big movement that was. It was basically free advertising for the party as well, yeah, right? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. That was that was the. <laughs> that I can was... tell you. I can tell you a story that um, I think new generation, not new generation. Today is everything a little bit more easy, no? And when I started the radio show in the beginning, uh, the first month was okay. The second month, the owner of the radio, the father of this guy. <laughs> He asked me, he was a really a businessman, he asked me, okay, you can continue to have the radio show, but you have to pay, comparing to today, 4,000 euros for a month to have the radio show. But who said this? The, the station? The, or? the owner of the radio station. Wow. Because he understood a little bit the, the, money, the business, yeah. you know? And so I was crazy. I say, so I, I, I used my uh, the money from the gigs and my personal money and and the money I started to to sell of course like yeah. all the radio uh, to sell the the advertisement in the radio so all techno parties make eh, so but still i mean until 4000 euros uh, i mean i didn't i have only to pay but i knew i don't know i felt that i'm doing something that is important and uh, yeah. i take a risk and it was a uh, I was right. It worked out. And I mean, that show went on for, what did you say, eight or nine years in total? Uh, the, the radio show? Yeah, it was in 93. I uh, started and then uh, we changed radio after a while. Another radio that was called Mondo Radio. And then, yes, around um, mm -hmm. 2099. Also, it was maybe shorter. The radio show was not anymore four hours uh, Every day, but was uh, maybe two hours uh, when you, we changed the radio station. I mean, like everything, when uh, become a little bit business, then uh, they, yeah, of course, that's other people made the radio show. You know, it was also the moment of the progressive and uh, other kind of music at one point around the end mm -hmm. of the nineties. So, was, me mainly I was techno, and the beginning was techno. You know, was everything. You know, from yeah. um, Slow BPM to hardcore. Yeah. It was all techno. Well, I mean, you, you've you mentioned it, and actually other Italians that I've had on the show and I'm friends with, like Lori D and Liana Baldi, these are guys that are legends in the yeah, Italian yeah, techno yeah. scene. And I mean, they, they make techno, but some of these tracks are like really hard acid, almost Aphex Twin style tracks that are... Yeah, yeah, but that that was the, 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 the sound of Rome. That was the sound of Rome. And yeah. the first school uh, that... Not the first, the only sound of Rome, because my generation, man, when virus was called uh, Il Suono di Roma in Italian, mm -hmm. it's different from the sound of Rome. Yeah, <laughs> it's the same meaning, but uh, yeah, that, that the school of Rome is still amazing. I mean, uh, if you think about the records of from Leoni Baldi, uh, Loridi, and um, Max Durante, D'Arcangelo, mm -hmm. uh, there were. A lot of artists also that now nowadays they don't play anymore. There was Andrea Benedetti, Marco Bassarani. It was a really and the main labels at that time were ACV uh, and then uh, um, um, SNS. That means sounds never seen. That was the label of Lori mm, D. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, and I've, I've got some of those, and it's just they're incredible. Well, you know, I grew up in the Midwest. So you definitely have the more like hardcore scene in the Chicago, the the more raw side of things. So, the, 
you know, even though I discovered that stuff actually after I came to Europe, uh, I was like, well, I'm surprised that this didn't have a bigger impact in the Midwest sooner because it seems so fitting in a yeah, way. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But, uh, and, and the other thing is, like, I know especially stateside, but I think maybe in Europe in general, correct me if I'm wrong, a lot of people just assume that one country is one city. Like, they assume that Berlin is all of Germany, and actually Berlin is almost nothing like Germany. It's nothing like Germany. So that being said, a lot of people, including myself, came to assume that at the time, Italy was just people like Marco Crolla or Gaetano Parisio. And I mean, they were popular, but I think that was more the Napoli thing and yeah. more outside of Italy, right? Yeah, the the picture at the time. I I have, I have to be honest. Italy was was uh, was still is, but it's different now. But in the nineties, it was it was amazing. If uh, there was um, the sheen from Rome, that Rome always was and still is uh, a city really closed. You know, mm-hmm. always in Rome we say there is a north, a south, and Rome. You know, as. <laughs> <laughs> it's always uh, close in his own mentality, and uh, the sound of Rome was really uh, specific things from Rome, and that was unique because uh, Loridi. If you if you listen the records of Loridi of Leoni Baldi of of that time, it was completely uh, out of mind. The music was completely horror, horror uh, rave techno, and you know? it was amazing. The use of bass line. The and then there was the um, the Nepal. Uh, Naples yeah. uh, Shin. It was there more was groovy, it seems. Always, they were more yeah. groovy, and but it was amazing in the beginning. Uh, was a little bit after uh, the sound of Rome, like uh, mm-hmm. time, but was Marco Carola, Gaitek, Gadano Parisio, uh, Rino Cerrone, and it was the first generation that also they start to make parties. Is uh, Naples was really famous for house music. Yeah, but actually, Italy was famous for house music. Italy still really digs house music, it seems. Yeah, you know? yeah. And then they started this techno from Naples, and it was amazing. They always was different. They, they all was based on groove. Yeah, they played. I remember uh, three decks uh, always, always, mm-hmm. and they were amazing. In my opinion, they were. And the the Rome uh, techno was really more. Introverse, more uh, I don't know, more um, seem more mental and straightforward, mental, like kick yes. you in the face almost. Exactly, you know? exactly. Um, well, from what I know, anyway. I mean, no, no, you, no. But you it's, lived it's, it. it's true. It's true. In uh, Naples, was always you know Naples people always uh, famous for dancing. You know, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> so it was uh, the techno that they were? But they never meet together. Uh, this mm-hmm. is this is uh, this is Italy. I mean, yeah. Naples was Naples, Rome was in Rome, and the north there was uh, um, DJs like uh, Gemolotto or others. And, and, and the north has had a big culture of clubs. If you think to Riccione, Rimini, mm-hmm. there were this uh, this club house, super famous, like um, Ecos, and then, then become Itos with. Uh, with uh, Ricky Montanari, Flavio Vecchi, they were. It was the the, the temple of uh, house music, Riccione Rimini. It was it was amazing. It was amazing. So it was all a different scene that never they meet together. Sometimes in some event, yeah. and it was really hard because you see the people from Naples that support the Naples DJs, the people from Rome, you know. Yeah. A bit. I mean, I I think it was. Maybe Central Europe, it wasn't like that so much, but definitely in the United States, just because there's such a... Well, Italy's a big country, too. 
But like the United States, you have the East Coast and West Coast sounds, the Midwest. Like, of yeah, course, yeah. there was a little bit of a mix-up, but there was definitely certain things were more popular in other areas. So to me, that makes perfect sense that it would be that way. But, and I guess we'll... Man, I want to say, wait, wait. I want to say one thing that yeah. coming back to the topic of before, that's really important. Uh, if you go also on YouTube today mm-hmm. and you check about Rome in the 90s, there is really, uh, there are maybe four videos. Really? Four videos maybe. This is a little bit the, the mentality that mm, it's a good thing from Rome mm-hmm. because create a lot of stuff, but at the same time, uh, it's the bad thing. I mean, uh, never, never this culture was uh, considered something to propose like a cultural things, you know? So like, it's never really documented. Exactly, basically. exactly. It was uh, always underground, if you want to say. And uh, if you know, you know. If you don't know, uh, <laughs> you don't yeah. know. You know, it was a little bit... And this is, was also one of the reasons why uh, um, at one point Rome was a little bit too much. I mean, this mentality, you never can be better than the others, you know? Uh-huh. Uh, and, you know, with the, with the mentality that the music carried, because it was so upfront and really extreme in some senses and whatnot i mean what so what was the vibe of the parties was it uh equally as intense i mean was it still pretty responsible were people on just like a lot of acid or something and going nuts or what uh yeah this is a good question because in uh in uh in the 90s was a big big shin of these big parties then actually for two reason main mainly two reason <laughs> Mainly two reasons. One is because it was managed from uh, people not really cool people. You know, when you, when you see the, 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 the new thing, uh, money, drugs, of course, uh, was managed also really bad at the end. That's what I was going to ask next, but let's start. Let's keep going with where you're at now. And on and, and the other hand, uh, was, the, was the, the, you know, the beginning of 90s, uh, you start to use, I mean, Rome is a big city and, uh, you know, drugs are a little bit the extensor of uh, what you have inside, you know. So, uh, of course, it's a city full of a little bit of violence also. Uh, and um, in my opinion, there, were, uh, there was uh, an abuse of acid, of uh, yeah. trip LSD, you know. Yeah. So, uh, this... This is my opinion, eh? but I was one of the, was dancing there. So, uh, and in the other ends, this sound of Roma was really that I love, but it was really, uh, I don't know, really evil sound, you know, really mm-hmm. dark. And also, uh, so you can imagine. Uh, so the parties had that vibe a little bit as well? At one point, uh, Lori, especially Lori D, is amazing for this. For me, it was it was the in a good way? It was the the devil. I mean, uh, when he starts, <laughs> he changed the atmosphere. He changed completely the atmosphere of the the party. You are almost scared, you know. No one, you know, he was used to play all the the mover stuff in the beginning, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, was but he was a genius. Uh, still is, I think, a super introvert person, but. Uh, and uh, so the vibe in the beginning was nice, but then, of course, you can imagine the LSD, 
uh, of course, also the parties that were not so so good because behind there was no nice people. So this added to uh, to LSD and added to um, the music really dark. Of course, was not easy then to manage everything and then want to to finish everything for this reason. Of course, police, blah blah blah, start to fight people in a also a little bit Roma. Always these things a little bit of. Uh, I have to say, even if I don't like, I mean, I was also a little bit victim of this, that always was, uh, behind was always um, somebody that pushed for political things, you know, mm-hmm. so... Uh, so was it kind of a mafia pressure to some of this in the end? No, or? it was a little bit... Uh, at one point, there were a lot of skinheads, skinheads, but the right side. So uh, even if it was just solely for fashion, but, you know, if you see fight... Uh, uh, some people, it's, they are fighting. But if you mm-hmm. see fighting, all skinhead against uh, people with long hair became different, you know? So, so they start uh, also Romans um, as an art city. I mean, uh, as really, I remember when I was playing in the 94 uh, in a club where I was resident, the moment uh, of virus, it was, I knew from the DJ booth how was divided uh, the club? Yeah, you can still see that uh, these days when you go to a party. But yeah, yeah go on. <laughs> yeah, but the dif- the difference is that, that I knew that there was the, like uh, the gangs from uh, East Rome uh-huh. on the right side. Yeah. Then uh, was uh, West Rome, and then in, in the middle of the dance floor was, I can say, the normal people. <laughs> mm-hmm. But all the areas were divided, you know. I know, and they sometimes they had. The, they had some problem to to fight each other for business. I don't know. Yeah. So that was it's a big metropolis. I mean, when it's a big city, you have this risk. Uh, also, you know the the a little bit the the Italian uh, no the bravado. And yeah. All that. yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean it, it's weird. Like I remember, it was wow, maybe ten, eleven years ago, something like this. I, I played a party. And I played at this place a couple times before, and then I noticed that it was just a really weird vibe. Uh, at first, everybody was having a good time, like getting along, and then it just seemed almost like uh, we would say like a high school dance where everybody was against the wall and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, not going to the floor. And I was talking to my friends afterwards. I'm like, what the hell is this all about? And they're <laughs> like, uh, it was pretty weird. Like apparently in one night in, in, in one club, you have uh, the Russians, the triads, and apparently Mexican cartel, which I don't know how three factions like that end up in the same place. And I don't know anything about that shit because I'm not from that world. But I could definitely see it from the DJ. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was like, what is happening here, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yes, it's a... I think for me, it's at that time, um, maybe you come from USA, so you can understand me. And when I say this, for me, techno in the 94, 95, it was the the hip-hop of... Uh, that time you know i mean yeah. as a culture it was the gangs the things was the soundtrack of uh, every every peripheric area all uh, uh, the center of the city everywhere the young people and uh, not only young people was listening techno so uh, i compare like uh, you know like a hip hop you can see the gang there 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 and then sometimes they fight but yeah. it was like the, like the hip hop for the usa for you know was mm-hmm. the same uh, techno but on the other side, 
the the good things that the music not because I was doing the radio show but uh, the music was really really good music I mean I want to see uh, uh, around the world where, where you can find people that was dancing the stuff of Loridi of Afex Twin uh, but really dancing you know dancing um, break beat and, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 really uh, weird stuff and this is a Rome uh, and, uh, and on this I I'm thankful to to be from Rome for this reason because he, he gave me a really a big culture of all techno not only uh, one kind of techno you know, only groovy techno all this all, all 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 yeah definitely and I mean we've we spent quite a bit already of time on on the Italian techno scene especially the past and you've what you've experienced and I could spend more time on it because I'm so interested by it and I think a lot of people on the show are never going to find out unless they go to Italy and hang out. But I want to say, like, um, do you have any impressions on Italy currently? Yeah, I yeah. mean, you're living in Berlin now, so maybe you're not the best person to ask, but maybe, you know, I don't know. Yeah, but I... I uh, for example, from, for Rome, uh, I mean, it's... Uh, the important things at that time that was no uh, no internet. Yeah. And it's good things, internet for sure. But uh, in my opinion, always uh, technology if is is not used well as mm -hmm. a boomerang, you know, is yeah. a is a boomerang. Is uh, uh, so uh, uh, um, I want to say this because uh, at one point after all this movement and uh, everything uh, f fell down, everything mm -hmm. and uh, a little bit uh, old in Italy. Yeah. And then there was a new generation that was more about clubs, not anymore a big warehouse like a Goa club in Rome mm -hmm. or a lot of clubs. And um, and uh, and then I saw and I can see now that um, maybe for the old experience of uh, bad people that was dancing, they were more focused on the cool people go to dance techno. You know? uh, mm -hmm. That's we can talk for hours about this, but. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, so the, I see that um, a few years ago the, the shin was uh, was good shin, but a little bit focused only on uh, on what is cool or what is not cool, uh, and, and less culture, you know. So of course, with this, you you have to invite always uh, big names, uh, mm -hmm. and uh, and you don't make difference between uh, I don't know. Uh, Ben Clock and uh, um, I don't know some, somebody really busty group. You, okay, the, the, yeah. you know, you don't see it's it's an event. Oh, there is team, there is him, but yeah. at the end there is no culture behind. They're selling the events, not necessarily exactly. the music. So Villa Lobos, yeah. of course, Ricardo, ever and uh, so and I see today that there is. Uh, I mean, this this a little bit. Uh, now there are a lot of situation in Italy, also. Uh, Maybe not the main one, but there are there is a lot of culture because anyway there are really I think Italy is one of the the best country for uh, for discover new artists in my opinion. Well, Ma yeah, I mean I have I have a number of Italians on my label, so I I guess I'm biased, but I agree, you know. Yeah, yeah, because also it's a little bit the the, uh, the mental it's not easy, it's not easy the 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 politic also. Uh, as the government is not easy, uh, so this kind of um, repression create, of course, uh, 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 a, a lot of energy to 
to create something different, you know. Uh, if I mean, here in Berlin, for example, it's still amazing everything. But of course, you growing up, you go uh, outside, you go to Bergen, you go to Trezor, you go, so you have one million of clubs, you know. And yeah. So you're not conquisting uh, um, something, you know. Yeah. Uh, so there uh, you have to, uh, to, you stay at home, maybe you create more, you know. Yeah, and uh, and sometimes uh, you have this this artists that come from Italy that are really 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 good because they don't have actually situation around. So it's it's a little bit you know. Uh, and that today I see the situation is really it's really good the situation uh, of the artists. I like a lot of artists from Italy and. Um, not all uh, are my style, but yeah, of some of them they are really, really good that I like a lot. And of course, there is a little bit different, uh, um, but this is the new generation. They have different vision of the music, you sure. know. And also they are more focused on uh, what's going on than sometimes for some artists. Eh? I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. this that, is general terms. Yeah, that then be themselves you know uh, what's going on uh, okay i follow this now it's going on this a little bit it's it's also it's more uh, the point of view today is more uh, to be successful you know yeah um, yeah i mean i think part of that is the social media problem because you you see oh it's a dj this is how you can be successful blah 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 and that's a lot of if you ask kids why they do records these days it's because they want bookings they're not yeah. saying oh i'm just having fun yeah, in my definitely. bedroom because i think uh it's not as, I mean, I'm not starting a hardware versus software debate here. No, 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 no. But I think it's not as fun for kids to sit on the laptop and mess around as it is to have, like, a room full of gear. Because, you, you know, when you have this mountain of shit to look at, it's exciting. If you have the laptop that you also do your homework on or, uh, you know, look at Facebook, whatever, it's it's not as it's just another thing, you know. Yeah, for this we can talk hours huh, about this. Yeah, yeah, of course. And I'm, I'm you know, I'm, like I said, I'm not blasting either one, but I can no, see no, no, why no. it might yeah, not yeah, be. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I mean, I, I, I generally agree. Like, I think Italy is really strong, but and maybe I'm wrong in this, but I like to believe that, generally speaking, the Italians are very supportive of each other. Uh, in the mm. sense, well, like let's let's sort of let's put it this way. Let's say that you're 18 again and you're making tracks and you have your friends by you. It seems like your friends, maybe they're just doing this when I'm around, but like they're like, oh, yeah, you know, like supportive of the guy making his music, his tracks. Yeah, it's true. So Whereas is... like in Berlin, you know, be like, oh, he makes tracks. How do they sound? I don't know. Like it doesn't seem like the people support each yeah, other as yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm, I have a skewed perspective. I don't know. No, no, it's it's right, but it's not. Of course, it's not everywhere like this. But uh, it's it's right. Anyway, it's also in Italy that are really there is a, still today a big division between uh, artists from north, artists from south. Uh, but uh, I see that there are a lot of. Uh, different networks and also today it's also more it's easier also flight uh, fly yeah. fly everywhere with the locals yeah, I see. so it's it's easy it's easy also don't think uh, about what you have around and maybe just to be focused on what's going on in um, 1000 kilometers from yeah. and you know so it's a little bit different but i, I see a lot of uh, really really good artists really really good DJs also 
And that's not the same that I think about the clubbing scene. Yeah. <laughs> this is about artists. Clubbing, yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw also one time, uh, I saw one, something that you say in one, one day on Facebook, it was, was one conversation, I don't know okay. what. Uh, and uh, you're right that also, uh, uh, sorry, <laughs> but it's, yeah. that uh, Italy also started to, to make this big fee you know was oh yeah okay yeah, yeah, so yeah, the yeah. context was i don't remember what the general thing was but basically all i said was that it seems like in italy the parties are actually starting to go down a bit in the sense of like they're losing numbers they're folding yeah but because yeah. it was uh, one of the country also that uh, for the reason that we said before to be focused all in the name they start to pay so much money yeah um uh, too much in my opinion uh, i mean too much yeah people you you know that they get maybe ten thousand euros or something you hear that they get thirty thousand yeah, and yeah. it's probably true i mean everybody always lies no, about no, it's, numbers, it's, but uh, it's, it's true it's yeah. true in italy also that the ticket entrance is uh, uh i mean it's more expensive than here but as a, this is a little bit uh, what, what I don't like exactly of the yeah. club. Not not everywhere, eh? but the main clubs. You know, maybe twenty five euro for five hours. You have two DJs. You want to have the exclusive, but actually you don't. I mean, this is this is what I think that is missing is missing today. In my opinion, is missing the the club culture. Club mean that you have your people that trust in your club. The actual meaning of the word. Yeah, and you know that they always come there, they believe. And then you book the DJs that you think they are, it's okay for the atmosphere of your club, you know. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that has to be the big name. Now it's, it's a little bit, not, not everywhere, but it's the, the opposite. You have to do the big name to bring the people in the club. So you don't create anything, you That's know. That's a good point. I never thought of it that way. It's true. I mean, like, you know... To be, like Oscar Burkheim, for example, that was definitely more of a closed off. They weren't trying yeah. to attract everybody, and now you do. And I mean, honestly, a lot of places were like this: Paradise Garage, all these legendary yeah, clubs, exactly, are exactly. places that made it for a crowd. I think these days, I mean, and I understand because it's the same for me too. I get bored, but a lot of people that have this maybe mentality for a club after one year of going there every weekend, they're like, I'm bored. It's the same people. It's the same drinks. It's the same sound or lighting. And maybe these days we're used to having something new all the time. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yes. For, for sure. It's different. Also, uh, um, the reason why you go in a club today, maybe, you know, and I'm, I mean, I'm a old generation and, uh, also, the first time that I went to Bergen, for example, you know, the, the first time was 2006, I think, 2000. I went there and uh, I said, whoa. First of all, I didn't, I didn't feel that I was uh, old. <laughs> I was older, not old, older. Uh, and uh, also, uh, you know, it's, um, I come from a generation from that I like uh, all the rave, all, all like the, the rave situation, the warehouse, the the but also I like the club when I come inside they say hello hello I I do the bartender the same bartender that you know that you yeah. know always somebody and I think today not not for talking about Bergen but it's uh, it's just I easy think today everybody knows what it is on the show you know? I know but also on the other hand I feel that that still a big 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 difference with the other clubs 
is that uh, it's a club. You go mm-hmm. there, you find always the same people. Some mm-hmm. of them always there, you know. And nowadays, it's not easy. Think no, about it's it. Not. It's not easy. You go, depend who is playing, and there are the clubs, and there is people. But I know people, I have a lot of friends in Bergen that go every Sunday because... Uh, of course, it's also uh, two days uh, open. I mean, Berlin has this uh, long time. Yeah. So, of course, it's uh, like a, <laughs> it's a part of your week, you know. It's not just only five hours of party. But still, it's the, this is the, the nice things that... Uh, for this, I like Bergen because, and I have a lot of friends because I like also that you find always the same people. And I think this is, 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 is missed a little bit around uh, coming back... Uh, the community of sorts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a little bit. I mean, it's always a small fight uh, between. Uh, oh, I go for the artist, or I go to stay good in the club. You know, not yeah. not about Bergen, but in general. You know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But in my opinion, it's uh, it's very important today that it's missing, and I think it works very well. If you create first of all the club, uh, the club, and then you book, of course, artists, but artists that they have pleasure to play there. And that you promote or are director of the eh? that you know that they can fit uh, on, on on your club. Yeah, and you find a way. No, yeah. otherwise uh, I see always big clubs, always uh, not in Berlin maybe, but always with this big name, and they give a lot of money they to buy the, the style. Yeah, no, they like I said before. Sometimes uh, Ben Clock is the same of Basti Group. Is it? I think they're completely different. But for the people, yeah. it's just an event, you know. Yeah. Then if there is there is a local DJ, mm, I don't go. I don't know. Come on, I know this guy. Yeah. It's not about the music anymore, you know. Exactly, and I mean. I don't know. We could sit here and complain about this, but that no, wouldn't no, be any no, fun. No. But at the same time, you got to wonder, like, well, how does this change? And is it only going to get worse later? I don't know. But I would just hope that, like I was saying before, I think when things are, uh, now that things have grown to such a bigger level, there's going to be people coming in that just don't get it. Or, you know, so it, there's a lot of noise. And I think things are going to have to actually maybe get a little bit worse for this industry before yeah, yeah. it can correct some of these problems but um but i think in, in the moment of uh, in my opinion this moment there is also a lot of com- in a good way also a lot of confusion yeah i know Explain. because i mean because it, there is a lot of hype but at the same times uh are coming back uh uh for example in the dj culture i'm coming back uh, the real djs mm-hmm. they are not producer and there is the other hand, uh, there is also the, the hype of the name, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, it's a little bit, there is a little bit of confusion. Uh, so this confusion, I think if you, if you can take the right, uh, the right part of this confusion, you, you, you can start again. I'm not saying that something is, is, is finished, is uh, going to end or something, but you can uh, give your, uh, your personal way. I'm talking about as a DJ and I'm talking about also clubs, you know, because it's true that there is a lot of hype, but also people can be tired always of the same names, but maybe they like the music. So you can uh, get this part that people that like the music and you give your own direction and uh, you don't need to pay 25,000 euros one artist. And the other ends, of course, festival has to do big names. You yeah, know? yeah, of course. 
that's uh, it's it's for me it's a moment of confusion, uh, but it's a good moment of confusion. Yeah, I mean, like I said, and this isn't just music, but this is life in general. We're in yeah. a transitional period. A transition is actually more than confusion. Yeah. yeah, transition, confusion. They work, but I guess yeah, transition would be yeah, uh, yeah. better put. Um, but that being said, we'll kind of keep moving along here. You've you've done just about everything. When? But what I want to know is when did you move to Berlin then? Uh, almost seven years ago. Okay, so about seven years. Uh, since then, you've been a distributor, a label owner. You've done bookings, yeah. producer, and of course a DJ. I mean, that's that's a lot. Uh, but what did any one of those things bring you to Berlin specifically, or not really? Uh, actually, the reason why I moved because uh, in Rome, uh, I want to be honest. In Rome, uh, was was too much. I, I I never had really a Roman mentality. I always uh, I felt a little bit uh, a stranger in my a foreigner in my mm-hmm. in my country. You know. So my mentality was always like this. And I was, he was starting to be a little bit heavy staying home. I was not playing anymore as a DJ. Almost I was, I stopped actually, not almost. I mean, at that point it was all like minus and everything, right? Like this minimal. Yeah, or yeah. actually maybe even a little earlier because that was 2010 at this point. So yeah, a little bit. Uh, yeah, a little like bit. That. I was playing in Florence and some parties, techno, uh, I was I was playing and not no, but then uh, then uh, and and uh, oh. <laughs> and and uh, I decided also I had the record shop at that time remix record shop and uh, but since digital uh, come up was start to be really boring the record shop I'm honest yeah and uh, I, I didn't have any more. Uh, I don't know. Was was boring and not not creative anymore. People comes, uh, uh, buy the records. Everybody download from uh, Beatport. It was also was news. It was uh, was a new thing, you know. Everybody. Yeah? So there was not creative creative anymore. We start Electronica Romana at that time and the remix shop with Dotsi. But I felt, ah, oh, come on. Uh, so I start K one seven one. That was I say I want to do some something yeah. new you know I kind of I have a lot of connection I have a lot of things I say we start also also with you know what what is missed in Italy at the time was missed the the things to uh, to skip the I mean to go to think about the the rest of Europe you know at that time and so small label maybe they are really good but they don't know what's happening uh, yeah. in uh, in Europe so I say maybe this is good to. To be promoted outside, and yeah. uh, so I start uh, this K one seven one. It was only promotion and label management. Yeah, K nineteen seventy one for some of the English speakers. It's it was only label management. You said just now, or a promotion, promotion. Okay, it's more focus only on promotion now. Okay, and then uh, after years, also with uh, Max Maxim mm-hmm. that. Uh, it's not here anymore, and and then we uh, we start also together because we are friends since uh, years, since thirty mm-hmm. years, and uh, and then we start also. Emrek actually start with K one seven one and K one nine seven one. Yes, <laughs> say it however you want. It's yours. <laughs> no, it's all about numbers, you know, and. Uh, and then uh, um, we decide also to to make the distribution 
that was called the 712 distribution, <laughs> other numbers, that actually now is, uh, it's, uh, it's over. Okay. And uh, it's not officially, but it's, it's over. It's winding down. Yeah. So you're just doing uh, more of the promotion front now? Or is the entire yeah, operation? Yeah, it's, it's more, uh, except DJing, I mean, uh, promotion. And uh, I had also Unbroken Booking, but yep. just only as it's on my name, but I don't manage Unbroken Booking anymore. And uh, and I'm actually, since uh, since I moved in Berlin, so I was, stay, I was saying that uh, I was I moved and I, uh, I arrived here and thanks to Omopatic crew, mm-hmm. Uh, that they are some of them are from Rome. They invite me to play, and then I, uh, I felt of course again I'm a, I'm a DJ. Uh, I'm a DJ, you know. And I started felt play. like you yeah. fit in. And then uh, thanks to them, I be, I became resident at that time. And, and then uh, sorry to pause uh, for people who don't know Berlin Homopatic was kind of a pretty uh, at this point I guess you'd say it's established its history in the party scene in Berlin yeah yeah, yeah. Crazy it was it was a crazy party yes in about blank it was a mainly a gay party but mm-hmm. it was a, a crazy it was a, it was amazing and they finished it stopped one year ago yeah but did they I saw they try to start again or was that maybe just a one-off thing um it's complicated about homopathic yeah, because yeah. Like, it's uh, was was it was managed, too crazy. <laughs> was managed by Mister T S and uh, Mister Tais. Uh, they, they say also Mister T S. Ah, okay. <laughs> Mister Tais and uh, and Danilo and uh, other people. Then they broke up, and so I don't want, I don't want to go in this details because it's. Uh, Things just got Best you crazy. Yeah, that that's yes. what that's what usually happens with promoters. Danilo so. <laughs> and other people like uh, they 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 start uh, buttons. Yeah, uh, still in about blank. And uh, homopathic was uh, stopped one year ago. But sometimes Mister Ties uh, try to do a new homopathic. But definitely homopathic. It's over uh, one year. Uh, one year ago. Yeah. So. so before before we go on, I just thought of a funny story. Um, a couple of years ago, my sister came to visit in Berlin. She's 18. She's, you know, from a small town. She's like not, she's not a party person. I think she had one glass of red wine the entire two weeks she was here. <laughs> and there was a homopathic party going on. And I don't know, I just was trying to find things for us to do like one Saturday or Sunday afternoon. And I was like, you know what? I think if we take her there, it'll be a bit mellow, and we can go into the like the courtyard, the garden area, and I can just kind of show her around. We'll hang out outside and have something to drink, and then I don't know, go back home and have dinner or whatever. So we went there, and I mean, this party was completely crazy. It blows yeah. like everything. It doesn't matter what you hear about Bergheintres or Watergating, and it's like it's all the crazy people are there. We walk in, and there's like this naked dude, just like grabbing onto this tree and just getting the fuck down going crazy <laughs> to the point where he was losing his shit and the security had to carry him out and like uh her jaw was just dropped on the floor like she couldn't believe it. like we took a quick walk around and it was just eyeballs were popping out of heads and i'm just like i probably should have thought this through a little more <laughs> closely <laughs> But it was it was an experience for uh, her. It was, it was it was it was unique, uh, Amubadikan. Uh, also for the music, it was a uh, it was crazy. It was a crazy party, but in a good way, and yeah. it was it was super successful. And uh, so I I start to play there as a resident thanks to them. And 
started to play also also there was Alba Medalba as a resident in the techno floor and really there I started to make marathon of 12 hours set uh, yeah. 10 hours 8 hours but also um you know maybe it's full the dance floor because it was open always one day or sometimes also two days full and then maybe at one point uh, there are only 20 person it, it's on you you know I say okay i, I can't continue and then it was a really nice challenge you know and a nice training goes you know mm -hmm. so you play something else and uh, and uh, people come back and then it's full again you know so it was uh, it was and then after thanks to homopathic i started to think okay uh, i want to djing again a lot a lot uh, only vinyl i play only vinyl because i'm like this and uh, and now i'm playing a, a lot so uh thanks yeah. to homopathic thanks to homopathic was uh, what the, they they really trusted me the first time and uh i'm uh I'm super thankful to them because now I'm playing. I'm going so good. So yeah. that's awesome. And then you're you're playing outside of Berlin a lot more right now, or what's yeah, the, a yeah. lot, a lot. Actually, yeah, actually, since uh, I'm playing really a lot, a lot again since uh, two years and something when I made uh, when I made the closing at Bergen. Yeah. Well, that's the thing because uh, oh. I don't remember what the situation was. Um, but I I knew that it was going on. I don't. I wasn't there. I don't know why. Maybe I just didn't go out. But that was like one of those times where everybody afterwards talking about. They said like it was according to a lot of people like one of the most legendary closings that they've ever seen or heard. And I'm like, well, what was going on? What was so good about it? But I think they were just they couldn't even really say. And I, you know, so that you know, I was like, okay, this seems like. Because I didn't know so much about you at yeah, that yeah, point, yeah. like meet, but you don't know. And then you actually just did another closing last weekend or the weekend before. Two weeks ago. Two weeks yeah, ago. which was thirteen hours. Yeah, thirteen hours uh, was, yeah. in, was insane at four o'clock in the afternoon. I yeah. Finished. Well, so I wanted to go to that, but I had my own gig going on Sunday night, and then I was like, "Well, fuck it, I'm gonna miss it." But I heard the last one was so legendary, so I was a little pissed off. And then I came home around eleven in the morning. I flew back into Berlin. And actually, I could have went for five more hours, but I didn't know that. I thought it would be done by then. So um. yeah, yeah, it was. It was a, a, actually after two years ago, mm -hmm. uh, I was a little bit the the uh, the man of the closing, and I was booked everywhere for do always the closing set, you know. And uh, then a little bit was more. Uh, I had also a lot of fun when we played together at Bergen. That's for right. Your, for and your then you your did label. the, the yes. enemy night last year. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you've, you're a, not a, a resident, but like, I would say a regular person, you're popping in there yeah, three yeah, four yeah. times a year. And, uh, since then, yeah, you've obviously built kind of a, a badass reputation in Berlin. Yes. And, um, uh... I mean, okay, let's put it this way. A closing set, which people are always like, what the fuck is a closing set? I don't think you can really describe it until no. you experience one. It's just kind of like you get the freedom to play whatever you want. Uh, for a long time, but a marathon set can be equally different. But usually, the marathon ones are closers. But I mean, so I didn't get to go to the, either of those closers and stuff like that. Like, what? What are you kind of like busting out a lot of the old shit from back in the day? Is that what your thing is, or you know, for those who might not get a chance to see, what would you describe it as? A closing. Um, first of all, it's, I think it's something 
really uh, really that's all in berlin can happen <laughs> this that's kind true. of closing because anyway if you think even if you play eight hours uh, it's a closing after anyway other DJs that play so the, this means that uh, minimum as I don't know 12 hours the club open and that, you know better than me around the world that's, yeah of course it's so rare that clubs are open uh, so it, it's really special and uh, uh, about closing uh, really you can tell your story and uh, really you can tell your story you can bring old stuff new stuff you, you can do really your journey of course it's on you um maintain always a kind of level of a uh, kind of atmosphere of course it's also on the on the people that is there because uh, i'm uh, in everything and everything i think the djs uh, always have to be uh, to say thank you to the crowd first of all yeah. especially when for this long set because it's uh, without people uh, you can stop also after uh, one hour you know yeah. And it's it's a it's a mix of uh, you have to do your your own and the crowd also has to be open mind to to accept your your, your journey. So at closing for me it's uh, it's so important. Like uh, two weeks ago was uh, actually was a little bit insane because I, I lost completely a sense of time at one point. That all happened. Yeah, and and. Uh, I brought with me six record bags of vinyl. Uh, I, I know I'm crazy, but it's, I like because I like to have a choice. You know, I well, live in yeah, Berlin, I, so I can and move. Over 10, 12, 13 hours, you need to have that many, actually. Yeah, and and uh, so and and I I start my 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 journey, and for me, closing it's really the the it's not for everybody. First of all, most people can't do a closing set. Period. No. Because <laughs> also you have to maintain your uh, you have to be focused. Uh, on what are you doing? You have to know also. Um, I think this is the most important thing. You have to know also which can be the the the, the mood and the dance floor. Not yeah. only you don't have to think only about you, but you have to think also the dance floor. That maybe people is there since one day, and they are still dancing. So you have to go up and down. Uh, uh, you know, up and down. Uh, not too hard. Not uh, maybe some moment hard. Some moment, you know. This is. I think it's uh, it's not for everybody, and uh, and uh, for me closing is amazing because it's uh, I love it because also you can play some '80s stuff, you can play different stuff, yeah. you can have a moment of happiness and a moment of uh, and also I think one my thing that uh, <laughs> it's a little bit uh, personal that uh, um, if I know that I'm closing in half an hour because I come from the dance floor, so uh, if I know that I'm closing in half an hour. I don't go to to play melodic stuff or that you know already on the dance floor. Okay, you I'm don't going do to... the the ecstasy hit record. You do, you know, you know. I, I like that you enjoy until the last minute. And uh, if you you can play another records, I play another records. Another one, another one. You know, I, I don't care because first of all, I like play. I like see people that enjoy, and also I like. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I come from the dance floor. I know exactly dance floor, and I, I know that you want to go home tired. You know, you want. Ah, I want to dance. Sometimes I feel the last hour. You know, also when I'm dancing, uh, I feel oh, come on, it's already it's clear. It's, yeah. yeah, it's already clear that it's going to close. You know. Yeah. But this is just only my opinion. No, right? no, it's interesting. But as you say that, I I think. Maybe part of this is sort of Italian because if I go to Italy, I know by today's standards and I'm playing a party, 
there isn't really like this closing track thing in my opinion it's just like come on play a banger like bang ah, yeah, the shit out of it for ultimo, last yeah exactly they don't want you to play like uh this classic techno trans crossover track they're just like just fucking bang it you know ultimo yeah uh, but in italy it's also another reason because anyway it's the party out of five hours yeah so. of course it's short and they yeah. are really high at the yeah. <laughs> another one you know? But uh, no, I, uh, yeah. Also, uh, I'm like this. Uh, two years ago, the uh, the other closing, the the famous uh, closing, it was funny because uh, they come the night manager say, okay, you know, the last I played the last, and uh, they start to close the bar, the the the, the light on and um, toilet also. And then people don't go away and uh, actually start to sing uh, Devandare. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, two years ago. This is the reason why I repressed then, because it was... And then uh, they... So I play another one. And then come the, the one of... I think it was one of the owner of Bergen, one of the two. And uh, I come and say, um, Alessio... Because it was also really nice vibe. Everybody with a smile. It was not yeah. a zombie, zombie nation. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody with a smile, a really nice atmosphere. And uh, he, comes, he, he told me, Alice, you do what you want. And I play another 50 minutes. I start to mix and I never can forget. I never, after two times the last record, I start to play and never can forget the, the, the happiness in the dance floor when people realized that I was mixing the other one. So I was starting again, you know. With the light on and uh, no security and uh, everything closed, you know, people uh, was only dancing. Uh, that was special for this also. Yeah, you don't, that doesn't happen there, you know? No, anywhere, no, no, period. no, no. And uh, it was almost another hour with the lights on and everything closed. And then uh, the most beautiful things was actually, I have to be honest, when I when, uh, 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 was closed, everything, then I, I went outside for come back home and it was like... Uh, I don't know, uh, 100 people. And, uh, they just came out and everybody clapped their hands. And it was, yeah, uh, it's... I was 35 degrees outside, you know, it was really, they were waiting there and I was, uh, and that, I also cried a little bit. And yeah, I'm no, like this, yes. Fair enough, I mean. For me, music is everything. My life is techno and uh, music, so it's, uh, this is the reason why I'm so emotional when I play also, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's awesome. And that's, uh, you know, like I remember... One of the times that I closed, I think it was two or three times ago, I got my jacket on and that shit, and I didn't take the back door down, just go right down in the front into the jacket room, and then, of course, you get this applause, and you're like, yeah, fuck, yeah. all right, uh, <laughs> you know, it feels kind of good. I mean, if you're a good DJ, I guess you're lucky enough to get applause everywhere, but you don't expect it when you're walking out of the building necessarily, you know? No, also, also so, I don't want to say it because it looks a little bit, uh, but it's also... Uh, I have something special with Bergen, actually. Uh, uh Whoops. Sorry about that. <laughs> I thought I hit the uh, hit the mute button. Anyway, um, yeah, no, I mean, I I could go on and on about it too, and I'm I'm fortunate to say that I've I've been able to play a bunch of closings and uh, not so much anymore. But the, it, for me, it's like the you kind of learned something in those. And that actually reminds me of what I wanted to bring up earlier is when you started playing, what was it? Four hours a night, you said yeah, five days a week. I think it's these longer sets. That's where you actually, your yeah. skills improve where you learn something. It's not 
you know, if you're playing for 20 minutes a day or an hour a day, like I really believe like you have to go over these mental obstacles to get to that point. You know? Yeah. 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 That's, yeah. uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I've lost a little bit. <laughs> all good. All good. <laughs> um, about what, what are you saying about, uh, um, the four hours? I didn't understand. Sorry. Oh, I guess what I what I was saying is that, um, you know, like I, I in those if you keep doing for four hours, you start to get yeah. good at it. Like I really feel like if you only mix records for one hour at home, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. you yes, can yes, get yes. technically better with your skills or do some tricks. But it's you learn to tell a story, or like if you're doing it just for that many hours in the night, you learn that different parts of the night mean different things. Yeah, the, uh, but know. then then the the problem sometimes is if you play uh, often in Berlin, no in Berlin, I mean if you play often four hours, five hours set, yeah, the problem then when you have to play one hour, you know, one hour That's and a half, exactly to, the problem. That's yeah. my problem because I'm I'm fortunate enough to get to play longer sets. I my average sets probably three hours or more, but there's you know still a lot of times where you go to the states or a festival or something, you get an hour and a half. Yeah, and uh, actually, before you came over, because like I'm in the middle of cutting down all my digital tracks, and like, because I still rip all this vinyl for when the turntables oh, yeah. don't work, and I'm at this point where I, when I play an hour and a half, I'm having trouble finding the right stuff because I don't want to play like the obvious hit record, and everything else I'm playing right now, I know how to make it sound really great, four hours, five hours into a set. But it doesn't work 15 minutes after yes, you start. Yes. There's 1,200 kids and they're like, fucking, let's go. And I want to get all introspective. It's not, it's not working. So I'm in the middle of like really trying to. Yeah, it's, it's, you know. it's difficult sometimes. Because maybe when you have to stop, you are really starting a little bit to be into, you know? Mm-hmm. A little bit into and say, oh no. Or maybe you do uh, as. A journey that usually is for four hours, you try to do you know one hour and a half. Yeah. But sometimes it doesn't work, you know, because it's it's become random a little bit. You go do 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 you change the state of mind and state no, it's a little bit Yeah, totally. And I it, I think it should also be said so people don't get the impression. I don't think there's any if one is better than the other. I mean I no. think there's I think it's really a good thing to be able to do two hardcore hours and then just go yeah, home. Yeah, definitely. Def- that, I, I, that would work out more for most people, to be honest. You know? Yeah, um, I, I enjoy also play two hours, actually, because uh, the last uh, last year I'm playing a lot and I'm playing a lot of two, three hours. And then I have some special night that uh, I, I play more. But anyway, it's super funny. I, I, Actually, it's normal. It's two hours, three hours. Then uh, yeah. living in Berlin, you have this opportunity sometimes to to play so many hours. But it's something special that cannot be the. Jesus Christ! It's my father. <laughs> I'll cut this part of the show out here. Hang on one second. <laughs> if you're not answer, answer. No, no. I just gotta write him say. Uh, it's funny actually my sister is stuck in italy right now and they want me, I'm, I'm sure it's they want me to to get her over to berlin and that's not gonna happen <laughs> sorry about that no 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 it's okay all right 
Back to the show. Um, yeah, so we kind of uh, went into it a little deep about the DJ thing, but I think that stuff's really important. And a lot of people who listen to the show are DJs, and really these days they're just going through and, for most people, just downloading 50 tracks a week and, and fucking around, you know, playing them back-to-back on the, on the turntables, but they don't realize there's kind of a psychology uh, to this. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I think... With all years on the radio, your years on the radio, and obviously is making a name for yourself, uh, kind of after, like you said, things were winding down for you. Um, basically, you have, uh, I lost my train of thought again here. Um, what the fuck was I talking about? I'm sorry, it's with all these. About digging and. Uh... Oh, yeah, yeah. So. You know what's going on, basically, for the most part. It, it takes time to develop that. So, But one thing that I wanted to touch down on was, uh, you know, if, if you'd like to go into it as a distributor or, like, label management and promotion, uh, because not only are a bunch of people DJs, but there are producers or labels trying to make it. And I think there's a lot of people, obviously, I don't think it's it's a fact. A lot of them are getting it wrong because they're saying, I can't. I can't get ahead. Um, and of course, you're just one mind of it, but you've, you've had the business and you've seen it from different ends. Like, would you say there's like, what would you say are the, uh, the mistakes that most labels and producers make that you've, you've experienced with your company? What is the most important things for the web label? Uh, I don't uh... Okay. So, uh, if a label approaches, let's look at it from a couple different perspectives. Okay, okay, okay. One, a label wants to maybe hire or be part, be a client of yours. Okay, okay, okay. okay, okay, I understand now. So, uh, what what would? Okay, okay, I understand. Yeah. I understand. So, uh, uh, first of all, I think the the um, the, the most what I'm saying usually yeah, is what I I, I think. First of all, I think uh, behind the label, there has to be an idea or a concept, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, and then if the concept, uh, the concept means that you know already which is the next step. doesn't have to be only the first record and then we think about uh, the second one. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's, it's the main things. And uh, so, uh, so first of all, this second... Second, it's important for a label. Uh, you ask me this, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, second, it's important. I think uh, today um, take care about artwork. Even if you say hey, it's everything about music, but uh, today uh, I agree with with the artwork. With the uh, it's already it's a picture of uh, what you can listen inside. You know, and. Um, and definitely um, now about one kind of techno, one kind of um, style. Uh, I don't agree. I mean, uh, it can be uh, uh, important that there is a concept, uh, and 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 for sure the first things that you have to know, especially if you are not a name already, that you don't get money back. <laughs> I yeah, mean, yeah. It's, it's 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 an investment. It's it, you have to be super happy if you are a balance uh, zero. You know, it's mm-hmm. already because most of the labels today, the first it's uh, three hundred copies. You know, and yeah. 
And the cost of this, the cost of the mastering, the cost of the cover, uh, blah, blah, blah. At the end, it's uh, you go zero. So it's something that really you have to, if you sell all the copies, yeah. of course. And that's if it sells. Yeah. And also, uh, also can happen that you sell all the copies, but maybe need time, you know? Uh, need time yeah. so I don't think that mm, you don't have to think that maybe in one one month you sell I've, no it's, it's slow it's slow I have to be honest that the market of vinyl at this moment is uh, slow but constant you know maybe yeah. you can sell uh, copies also after six months uh, <laughs> six months one year you know people is more for this uh, it, it's important that there is a concept because then become more important the catalog you know, mm-hmm. maybe after three years, oh, this is the number two of this label. Oh, wow. I know this label because I bought the number three, the number four, the number seven. Yeah. Know? So if there is a concept, this is more easy in the future. If, of course, depend also why you do a label. And uh, there is also um, a DJ tool label that also I like, actually. It's, 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 it's really for DJs, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, you have to you have to know that two labels they can sell a lot, but they can also don't sell at all. Mm-hmm. Because when a DJ tool these things uh, that actually uh, I play only vinyl, I buy always. Yeah, but of course uh, nowadays it's a bit expensive also buy the vinyl in the shops. So. Uh, so sometimes you have to, when you create a label, you have to think also with the mind of a customer, not only with the, the mind of the label owner. So this means that if you want to receive from, this is a long story, if you, oh, want, <laughs> if you want to receive from the distributor, uh, for example, five euro, uh, you have to think that then the distributor has to sell to the record shop and so as to get some money. So maybe add one euro and a half or two euros. So at the shop, it's a seven euro. So the shop as the only one that pay uh, the, the, um, the taxes on the, on the bill and also has to get money. So at the end could be, for example, 12 euro. Uh, so you have to think about an, an, uh, if you are a customer, if uh, your product it's okay. It has, has to be expensive for 12 euro or not. Yeah. No, you know what I mean? Yeah. You have, I mean, you can sort of have control over how expensive the vinyl can be. But of course, if it's, let's say like some records are 14 euros for a single, the odds, you have to be very confident that this record's going to sell or like exactly. this boutique. It has thing. to be really special. Yeah. I mean, I think I've noticed like a lot of times lately people like you said, they never start with a concept. And in fact, uh, I've, I've had this come up with someone recently where they're like, well, I only have one record ready. Well, you're not going to be able to get a distribution deal unless you have a name and they're sure that like you'll sort it out. Yeah, it's but, a kind of business card. For yeah. people, it's business card. Uh... Mm-hmm. But I also think, I mean, if if you're looking to, to do a label solely to get DJ bookings, that is... <laughs> Not the way to do it, really. Um, no. I mean, it's got to be just for fun. And I, I really believe... I mean, the thing is, is uh, I realize that not everybody is on promo lists these days. But I feel like every DJ gets on some promo list somehow because everybody complains about it, even if you don't do records. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, 
what's going to make your record stand out from the other ones? And I mean, some, I mean, let's be honest, it's techno. A lot of it's very similar, so it doesn't always have to stand out so much. But uh, I think there's a certain seriousness in that you can immediately see from the thing. Kind of like you said, the artwork. Yeah, yeah. You know, if it's just like uh, these zombie robots or some shit, you're just like, well, I, I don't know how serious I can take this. Or the name of the record label. I I, I have in my Gmail some record label names that uh, anytime it's a bad label name, I, I save it. And there's a great list. But I mean, it's, you know, like some shit like cocaine records or pussy shaver records, like yeah, so yeah. low class. I'm like, what do you think is, this is never going to work. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you're right. But, but... In one side, uh, could be more spontaneous. I mean, it's already filtered. Yeah, yeah, of course. You think if the people uh, shit the music and they hide with a nice artwork, and then ooh, I want to listen. It's you wasting time then. Yeah. <laughs> so it's better that it's called maybe pussy and uh, shake and uh, coke. Uh, that you say okay, already you want depend also. Yeah, 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 of course. So. I think I think it's uh, it's, it's better that uh, you can see already the the the, the uh, it's better if, if you can see already uh, what do you, what you going to listen and maybe you don't listen with the thanks to the artwork or to the names. In the other hands, it's also true that uh, a lot of people make uh, labels just solely to have a business card or they know know anything about vinyl. First of mm-hmm. all. And then you have delay in the pressing plant because pressing plant is full of uh, a lot of labels and a lot of labels also people that they don't care at all about the label, just only to have a, I have the vinyl, I have the vinyl, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, already there are the measure that they are printing vinyl, pressing vinyl again. So there is a lot of delay in the pressing plant. And if you had all these people that really don't know what is vinyl, I had some experience in the past that people uh, send the things on the pressing plant after one week. Uh, when I received the, I received this week the test pressing, it's one week. And, uh, and then I, I remember in the beginning, I, I sent always the, the video on YouTube how uh, is the vinyl is created, you know. So you see that it's still a uh handmade uh, something you know mm-hmm. it's, it's not it's not uh, like because this is of course it's not their fault but it's also we are living in a digital generation so yeah. it's it's not their fault eh? i mean it's uh, every generation but sometimes um sometimes it's hard to explain what is the one sometimes i i i, I suggest uh, come on don't do it and uh, <laughs> yeah i mean that's a thing not everything needs to be on vinyl for me i i think that when you invest in vinyl, it kind of puts your money where your mouth is. Like you're saying, okay, I'm willing to make a financial risk. I really believe this. And I mean, I guess that sounds like you have to spend money to, to get my attention. I guess you could look at it that way, but I just, I want to know that like you are serious about this and not so much in the sense of like, I'm just going to fire this shit out here and hopefully somebody bites, you know, it's like the, the guys that are on the street and the girls walk by and they keep saying, Hey, pretty thing and all this shit for like a hundred girls. And maybe one in 1000 will actually respond. And I feel like this is what the, um, these labels are doing. Sometimes they're just desperate and they don't have any class, you know? No. Also uh, sometimes, uh, you see maybe, you know, a, a guy that has, has money uh, and, and to spend and, uh, okay, I want to press, uh, maybe it's, it's a medium, a good 
release. Ah, I want to I wanna press 1,000 copies. I said, wait, wait, wait. I mean, it's your money. <laughs> Do what you want. Do what you want. But are you sure? You know what's going on. I know. No, but I think, you know, a lot of my friends, so they like it. But your friends are not the, the market, you know. I mean, you have to be careful. You start with 300. It's always, always you have time to press another uh, mm -hmm. 300 copies, 100, 200, you know. And, uh, oh, okay, but sometimes really there are uh, people with uh, big boxes at home of... Uh, I got some down there. I'm gonna yeah, send yeah, you home. Yeah, with yeah, some. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, fortunately, I don't have so much around lately. But like you said earlier, with the back catalog, if you have like exactly, a successful exactly. record or two, next thing you know, um, they're picking up the old stuff. So, but um, that being said, like you said, definitely vinyl is the area to be careful with spending your money. But would you recommend? There's like a. Do you see something where people spend their money on, and they maybe should save their money? No, no. I mean, of course, I cannot say this. Especially yeah, yeah. me, I can say because it's I, I play vinyl. I love. I mean, first of all, uh, if you are a maniac of vinyl, you you buy vinyl anyway. Mm -hmm. You buy vinyl. There is other people that maybe buy the new video game. The people that spend for other things. Sure. But if you like vinyl, you buy anyway. It's also like I'm always like a baby when I buy it to, to art box maybe. And, I look at the, the cover and I go home. I want to listen, I want to listen. Maybe I know yeah. already what is the record, you know, but then there is the 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 card inside, the things, you know. So in my opinion, it's... Uh, in, in my opinion, it's uh, still a beautiful things. I, I mean, now I want to say one thing that I forgot before. In my opinion, uh, buying vinyl... I know that now somebody would say, blah, 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 blah. but I want to say, in my opinion, if you buy vinyl, uh, still, and you can confirm, I think, uh, uh, still the best way to support really the shin. I mean, with vinyl, there is one uh, one thought of incoming, you know? Mm -hmm. You get three euro, four euro. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a something that exists. It's not... And with digital, it's so so few cents that you receive from one sale you know you know what i mean i got i got a statement 20 minutes before you arrived and i couldn't believe it so yeah you know so it's it's uh, so it, if you buy a vinyl this is something that every time in this uh, discussion uh, vinyl uh, digital blah 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 it's always something nobody won't say this but i think it's still the this chain i mean uh, you buy the vinyl at the shop then the shop paid the distributor, the distributor paid the, uh, the label, the label paid the artist. So the artist will do something new because he's happy that he receive even a one euro, but he received some, something. The label is happy that he received some money, and so we'll do another release. It, I mean, it's enthusiastic to do another release. The, sh the distributor is happy and will distribute again other labels because he get money. You know, it's, it's a chain. With digital, there is no chain. No. In my opinion, it's, it's so, and also few cents that you have to say to sell so many <laughs> files, and also, sorry to say, but digital also, it's also a little bit fault because K1C1 also sent promo, but yeah. between the promo that you receive the uh, and the pirates uh, website, actually, uh, you're not selling uh, what 
in, in, in really you can sell you know because it's so easy you have for free the the the, the fight so it's i don't know this is my opinion eh? i mean uh no, i mean i agree you know um i mean i think when it comes down to it another another important thing because you brought up promos that i would put out there is lately i'm seeing people do promotion with two or three companies even yeah like for uh, a single and i think it's like kind of it's you're wasting money just do one of them because they're going to the same people anyway yeah yeah exactly and 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 uh, and um and if i have to be honest also these things of the promo is going a little bit too far i mean uh, uh maybe i don't have to say this because it's a uh, it's a kind of trick that, uh, <laughs> but uh I'm seeing it sometimes that um, I want to say because I don't care. I mean, <laughs> uh, sometimes I play. Uh, well, what is this record? What is this record? This vinyl. I play only vinyl. So what is this vinyl? What is this vinyl? Actually, it's on the record shop. Uh, it's there in the record shop on the website or uh, physically at the record shop. So I'm not I'm not finding something uh, so different. And I think this this promotion uh online um of the files this digital promotion is creating a, a kind of laziness and the djs and you you can this oh, is i my, agree completely Go on. i can hear that sometimes some djs they play over the not of course not not 10 tracks but almost the same stuff because they receive from the same uh promotion agency you know and uh, then maybe one that it's more into go around to looking for some re- records. I don't want to say Olivani, but some uh, eh? play different. Oh, it's amazing! It's different. Actually, what what's supposed to be the the digital that uh, oh I can play different. I can play more tracks and release it eh? now with this uh, this promotion, digital promotion. It's 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 the opposite. Almost who play vinyl play more different st- stuff that that who play uh, only. The promo that receive this is uh, yeah. it's, it's unbelievable actually <laughs> it's crazy you know and uh it's i think it was spencer parker that brought it up like because the, the term selector is back everybody's doing these stages yeah, with yeah, selectors yeah. and uh, he's like oh you mean people that go record shopping because it's like they don't really check the promos they go out and just take a little bit of everything and it's it's a different yeah, world yeah. you know and i i think uh a lot of times uh if you're one of these people that checks out like top 10 charts, I don't look at so many, but if I'm cruising and I see somebody has a top 10, I'm like, I like to talk about music. Let's see what they're playing. Yeah, of and course. And sometimes you're like, ah, oh, okay, someone checked their email today because I got the same emails. I'm like, I, you know, and yes, uh, yes. this is a little bit, a little bit, uh, I don't want to complain. I don't care, but it's a bit sad. And yeah. I mean, like we said, I think, what I, what I say is often it's uh, what I what I think. Uh, technology is so helpful, but can be really like a boomerang. I mean, uh, I'm also in the set. I think that technology is important to in the beginning was important to help to have uh, to to make uh, a better set, but not to replace the old way to make a set. Yeah, you know what I, I mean. Well, and and I mean, I guess when I think back quickly about the last five minutes we just really shit talk digital and i mean i i I play a lot of digital so i'm i'm not necessarily but when you were talking about that um you know buying vinyl really supports the scene i think this is uh in 
in English, we would call this like the trickle down effect where everybody gets some of the money. It's not just about making the money. I think it also, it's what creates, like you said, the excitement in the scene. Like for example, having a record shop, uh, I know because you had one. Do you remember like on a Friday or Saturday night or Tuesday or whenever the day was, people come in. It was like people were excited about the weekend or they were talking about the new record or like, I got this. Or you look at your friend's bag like, what did you get? You know what I mean? It's this talking. Now it's just on the internet. Yeah, I got that promo or fuck that record. Why is this guy big? It's it's not the excitement of, of actually going to a shop and, and hanging yeah, out with yeah, your yeah. friends, you know? You are sit down. You are sit down, and actually in front of the computer, you consider, in my opinion, you consider the music like when you order on Deliveroo or when you uh, yeah. you do you write to your sister, or yeah, you know, exactly. it's you do everything in front of your computer, so that yeah. you don't give this uh, components also about all the work there is also behind the file, you know. I mean, yeah, yeah, uh, totally. I mean, you know, and I'm I'm not knocking online shops either. For example, Hardwax, I shop, I love listening to all the records on Hardwax from home because I don't, I can just do it in my underwear right here. Yeah, yeah me too, me too, it. me too. And then I'll go in and pick up the order, but you can be damn sure that before I pick up my records, I'm still going through the crates anyway because there's something about when you see a record with the artwork, you're like, oh, I miss this or maybe I should check this out anyway or there's some stuff that they don't put online. Like you have to go through it. So yeah, I yeah. do the quick flip through anyway. And, uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with shopping at Beatport, but I feel like there's no community in it because you do it yourself and then maybe you go to get like a cheeseburger with a friend or something. You're like, oh, I spent 30 euros at Beatport. And they're like, oh, you, you know, maybe put those on a USB stick for me, hook me up, you know, and it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that, it's that's true. it. That's, it's, the, it's, that's it's where true, the community true, ends right there. Yeah, yeah. So, it's, um, it's, yeah, it's, uh, but it's normal today. I mean, uh, nowadays, uh, I'm, I'm super like happy. And I may be lucky to to come from the eighties and nineties, you know. So I yeah. saw I saw everything. Yeah. I saw starting, and uh, of course, uh, sometimes I think when I say something, of course, new gener- I mean, I I live I I always I am with people younger than me a lot, so I know. But of course, I I don't pretend to 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 be um, uh, that that they understand uh, my points because if you growing up today it's everything is with computer it's uh, i'm talking I, i sound like a dinosaur when i say in the 90s uh, there was no internet you have i this is an example that people laugh every time when i say when i had the record shop uh you have to the distributor call maybe from england the on phone. the phone on yeah. the phone so first you receive the fax you know the yeah. fax with all the titles then you have the fax in the hands so you write down what you like then the the uh, for example from england i call in italy the distributor on the phone and you say okay i want to listen the the this uh, the advent uh, blah 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 okay And in the other side of the phone, the distributors with the turntables and and playing the records for you, you have to choose and you have to make the order on the phone. Yeah. So when I say when I say this to the guys today, they they say it's it's a fascinating, oh, but yeah. it's a, like a dinosaur, you know. I, I bought records over the phone like that before. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy, you know. But that's that's part of it. Uh, speaking of records, though, which I didn't count, touch on, on you actually made some records as well. Yeah, um, yeah, your first one in '94, I think, or something. Uh, 
Yeah. They haven't done so many. I think there was around a dozen or something, including the new one. Maybe no, I made I made uh, I don't know how uh, many, but really I, I had a, a time that I was producing a lot was ninety four, ninety five, ninety six, because it was the time that uh, uh, I joined um, I joined um, ACB, mm-hmm. ACB Records, and the, uh, ACB Records was uh, something special. I mean, at that time you have it was like a measure. You go inside and. Uh, you have this uh, office, uh, two offices, and then there was a corridor with three studios and one big also. And every studio, you have uh, 909, uh, the big mixer, the the sampler, the, Alcacete, the Juno, the SH101, you know. Was, and everything was for you, the baseline for every studio. So they say, okay, you have to do, you want to do an EP? You can... Use for two weeks the the studio, and also you have the 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 technician if you need, you know. That's crazy. <laughs> that was crazy, and uh, and maybe Robert Armani also was ACV. Sometimes comes, stay there, and uh, you have uh, this studio, and uh, and it was was crazy. So at that time, I had uh, I made the album and these things with the studio, and uh, and then I made something else with Electronica Romana. And um, and then I, I never I never at that time was a producer, but then with the changing of the um, now everything with software, eh, I, I lost a little bit the the I'm I'm back again now mm-hmm. with this also the remix of Devandare the version of, yeah which is uh well it's gonna be out by the time it's already out now but yeah, this yeah. won't be up for a minute yet uh which is one of his classic tracks. Devin Dari, now explain in English what this vocal means. Yeah. It's kind of a funny track. <laughs> uh, it's that this mean they say devo andare, devo andare, io non posso più aspettare, devo andare, devo andare, io non riesco a sopportare. This mean uh, I have to go, I have to go, I cannot wait anymore, I have to go, I have to go, I cannot handle it anymore. That was uh that was actually this represent that moment at that time. That moment that maybe you are ready with your friends to go. You have the meet, the, the appointment. Okay, now for an hour we sit there. We go to dance. You are super excited, and you <laughs> this is the truth. And you are at home and uh, ready, ready, and maybe you already end. And there is I don't know your mother, your sister start to say, hey. Don't forget, and you are your mind. Your mind. I have to go. I have to go. I cannot wait. Uh, no anymore. Yeah. I have to go. I have to go. I cannot end it anymore. And this, this actually, you can use uh, for everything these things. Yeah. And these uh, repetitive things uh, because always I used to to listen a lot of punk and a lot of. Um, I come from hip hop, punk, metal, uh, a little bit everything. Any. Uh, Bands that you and there was one band, the Italian band that was called the CCCP, that was uh, I love at the time, and uh, they always um, often they say the things two times, you know. Uh, so I, I took the inspiration. Yeah, uh, to also, also actually, is uh, the bass is uh, the, the dun, 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 is a little bit rock, like you know, it's a little kind bit, of bass guitarish, yeah. yeah. And uh, I was uh, in a crazy moment of my life. It was uh, I was crazy? I went to the studio and I say. I want to do this, and that was the technician. Okay, we do this. They want, <laughs> and actually, for me, it's still today, it's a joke, but uh, I'm, 
uh, it was a good joke because today I have also the Bergen. The last yeah. last track was Devandare. People went crazy, you know. You what, what what uh, prompted you to do this uh, re-release with uh, new versions and stuff like that? The new version, actually, actually, the true that I didn't want repress. I didn't want play Devandare, you know, the original. For me, you know, when you it's your old track for you and yeah. awesome. And uh, then I said, around at the closing uh, two years ago, and everybody asked me for this Devandare, Devandare. I said, okay, I, I I will repress. I asked to the um, the rights to the original label mm-hmm. uh, to have the original, and then I say, okay, uh, but I want to do a new remix. Mm-hmm. That's more what I'm playing now, you know. Uh, and then I say, okay, also because I have. Uh, also, PBS helped me a little bit with studios. Okay, also my buddy in Italy is really growing up with me and say, okay, you do your version. And actually, it was super good also his version. So I say, you know, okay, we do Devandare. We repress on K vinyl. and uh, But I like the the, um, the modern, the XXX. Yeah, me too. Uh, I'm playing it too. I mean, it's uh, it's much more serious, much more yeah, uh, exactly, and driving. Exactly. But... Uh, yeah, I mean the whole record is good. The, the no, but it's funny. It's funny that I play uh, often the, uh, during the set uh, the, the new version. Almost nobody recognizes, you know. But everybody I mean, dancing. Oh, it's, but actually, it's so uh, far removed from the original. I mean, it's completely different. Uh, yeah. It's almost like it just sampled the the original. But I mean, I, I like it. Yeah, I've yeah. yeah but like, everybody dance. Everybody are dancing a lot. The new version. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And then uh, maybe at the end of the set, but you didn't play the Wandare. Actually, I played the new version. No, that's it. <laughs> it was there. But so I know it's available now on vinyl. Is it coming out digitally or no? Uh, I'm thinking about actually. Thinking. Okay. So for now, it's not happening. Uh, but <laughs> hit, hit the record shop up and get it. Um, but we're, we're coming up on the two-hour mark just about here. So... We won't go on too long, although I'm sure we could keep going. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. I, There's a lot of stories to tell, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. Did I have anything else that I wanted to ask you about before I I already closed the, closed the email I had for myself? Um, people that uh, already know you or don't know you, is there recent mixes online or favorites of yours that they should check out to get an idea of, of what you're playing? So um, sorry, as a DJ, was... sorry, podcasts or anything that people can check out that yes. either are new or some of your favorites? About me that I yeah. did? Yeah, it's, uh, you can go on my SoundCloud. Uh, okay. There is um, uh, Freddy K. Berlin. Okay. <laughs> and there are almost all the last podcasts that I did uh, last year. Yeah, actually, there is there are only one or two from this year, and also I don't like I don't like no I don't like I I, I know I try always to be coherent with some concept you know and um, it's difficult that you find I, I mean I think you don't find the last two three years some podcasts recorded live on the night because I have my opinion that uh, that. The what you feel, uh, what you feel in the night, is something that has to be in, totally. in your memory, in your head, in that moment. And a podcast is something that I want prepare to be a podcast, you know, yeah. uh, a mix. I mean, 
uh, and I, I'm still I want to still be coherent with this and I, and I want um, but not 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 about because it could be not perfect eh? because yeah. of course when you play some mistakes could be you know sure but because uh, I I believe in this I believe in the moment uh, that state of mind that mood that you have so uh, was so special maybe if you listen again it's not special anymore because you don't have around the same atmosphere so I think that the mixing and the clubs or the event has to be in your heart and your mind. I agree 100%. And <laughs> that's not something that you can uh, like fake at home or, or try and recreate. I exactly. Mean, you know, I've, I've done plenty of podcasts at home, but I just stare at this white wall right here. You know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. not the same as... But every time I try to capture the, the energy of the club, this, that recording, it's not working. No, right. no. And I used to record every set Actually, not with the intent of releasing, but I like to kind of be like, okay, this worked that night or that didn't work. Or even, you know, um, I want to go, I'm going back to the States in a month for some gigs and I want to, I'm going back to these days. I'm like, what did I play a year ago when I was there? And just kind of from my personal reference, like yeah, the yeah, study yeah. stuff. Yeah, 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 definitely. But, yeah, I don't know. I definitely want to get some of my own live recordings up soon, you know, ones that really work out well. No, also I listen sometimes uh, my uh, set recorded, eh? uh, honestly. But also it's uh, uh, it's not only the atmosphere in the club, but it's also your uh, your mood. It's different when you are playing in front of people. You know, you yeah, can totally. use some skills. That, you know, maybe when you go down and then up. On the, on the mixer and the computer doesn't make sense, you know. Yeah. Maybe in the sound system with a big sound system, you are boom, 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 you know. Yeah. So it's, uh, I believe in the moment. Uh, the life is beautiful because it's uh, full of moment and you have to enjoy every fucking moment. <laughs> I agree 100%. You never know when it's going to end. Exactly, so. exactly. Right, man. Well, I've had a really good time on the show today. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Thank Me too. you for coming over. I hope I hope people are still listening. No, I'm sure they yeah. are. It's I think it's really informative. You know, uh, it's cool. but they can they can put pause and then listen. Maybe yeah, yeah. Tomorrow I mean, I, the rest. I you know I I listen to a lot of podcasts too that are you know a couple hours or something, and I sometimes it takes me three days to sit through it. But yeah, I I think there's a lot to learn here. So. And then, yeah, it was really, really nice, interesting. Have you ever, I mean, you said that, you know, you did a radio show and you like the DJ and stuff. Have you ever thought about, like, maybe doing a podcast like this, Either whether it's playing new music yeah, or shit? Yeah, actually, actually, <laughs> I was thinking, I was thinking, actually, I was thinking about this, to do on the near future uh, a, a radio show. You know what is, this is the kind of podcast like you're doing, it's very important. Uh, but also I think today is really missed the, the radio show with somebody to talk and explain, explain oh, what totally. are you listening, where is from this label, where is from, uh, you know, everything is uh, a little bit, I don't know. Uh, it's every. There's no discussion. No discussion. No, it's no. nice. And they say, "Oh, this is uh, I don't know. It's a record from uh, Dave Clark. Uh, yeah. ah, I remember uh, this record. This is the new with the collaboration of this. Then, you know, this could be nice at that moment and that. Uh, wow. You know, the peak time. Totally. This is more. Uh, you know, when you have this state of mind, this uh, mood. That's those moments. You know, it's, it's, that was the yeah. the good 
job of the radio in the past, you know, because you sell also records. I remember yeah, totally. the Robert Armani with my radio show is also uh, is in Rome, just 2,000, okay, at that time, 2,000 copies of uh, album uh, Next Start because I was playing every day, you know, so the radio, of course, the FM radio is a bit difficult today, but... Yeah, back then it was different. Yeah, but still a radio with an explanation uh, and actually today it's impossible to make the live radio every day, you know, because, you know, that the difference that time was this that is really really important to create a movement you know now i want to say this can i say something and this is uh, please do <laughs> no this is really curious uh, at that time when i start uh, uh i had in my mind the uh, soul to soul you know jesse b yep. and uh, and uh, i had in my mind the, the the example how they create their movement i i i read it that time one interview from jesse b that was the um, the, the head of uh, Soul to Soul, and I never forgot uh, th- what he said. He said, "So uh, you have to have uh, the music to listen, so you have to have a label. You have to have the place where you have to dance this music. You have to have the place where you can buy this music, and you have to uh, okay, they were a little bit." Uh, also, the shop where you can uh, buy the things to to wear when you are dancing. This mm-hmm. it's a little bit like the human uh, sense, you know. Yeah, you, you have, have to have satisfy all. all exactly, and then you create a movement. So uh, and and also the radio. I forgot also the radio. Yes, where you have to listen. And actually, it was uh, it, it was so right. Yeah, it was so right, and so the radio is a part of this because you can. Uh, if you have the radio show every day, now it's impossible nowadays because FM is a little bit impossible. But you have every day, and you play every day also the same records for a while, you know? Yeah. Then you listen to this. Oh, this. And when you are in a club, oh, this is. Uh, I remember there was a Deep Sea Dweller from Drexia. Drexia, yeah. Great. It was uh, the track of the town. That was always I played it and I used to say the 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 most beautiful records of ever, you know. And and I saw the people in the club that uh, when uh, you play this, that also it's not so easy to dance. I mean, it's beautiful records, but it's mm-hmm. not this uh, easy. Wow, this is it! And they dance. You no, know? the, the radio is so important. But nowadays, I I, I know that it's a little bit uh, impossible to do every day one uh, live show, but. But with the podcast also you can do because you can listen every day. <laughs> yeah, it. totally. And the thing is, is uh, I mean, it was a while ago now, but one of my friends posted up with things like, do people still listen to podcasts anymore? We kind of expected the answer to be like, no. fact is, people are like, they want more. And of course, DJ mixes are always great, and sometimes they don't like it when people talk over them. But I think if you set it up like, this is what my show is about, then it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, of you course. Have, like, I know right now, I mean, there's... There's people doing it, but not so many. Like uh, I would say, on the bigger side of the fence, you have like Ben Sims and Scuba. I know they do shows where they yeah, give yeah, the shout-outs for the tracks. To be completely honest, I don't listen, so I don't know nah, if, listen they're, sometimes, if yeah. they're like really telling the story, be like, drop this at this time of night, or like little tips or anything. I don't know. I don't think so. But no. I mean, uh, you know, I, I I think that as this industry goes down, all good, and uh, we're you know, it's it's hemorrhaging money, and there's these places aren't there aren't to go out anymore. That it's in, 
extremely important to share the music. It doesn't matter if you uh, are just a local kid and he has maybe 20 listens a month from yeah, people yeah, yeah. in his town. I think uh, this kind of thing is important. It's way more important than bitching on Facebook about not getting booked or yeah, 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 track, yeah, yeah. you know, it's so. Uh, because also the people, uh, I think it's uh, every generation, also the new generation and every generation anyway, the the open mind. And if you, you find the key to how explain your experience and not, not, not forcing, you know, because they are more free. The people as more now, everybody, they have their own opinion. You know, if you find the key of the language, how you can say to them, this regular Drexia, you know, it's blah, 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 blah. And then uh, they are open mind, you know. They are open mind, like when they come in the club, you know. In the club, sometimes uh, uh, people say, "Oh, but look this crowd. I will play shit because look at this crowd." Yeah, but they they spend their money to spend their exactly. Saturday night in that place, so they are open for you, and you have to decide. Then, of course, you know. But exactly. The same things, they are, they're open. And they cannot say, no, the new generation is shit, blah, blah, blah. No, new generation is a new generation. So they, they have, uh, they're open like the old generation. It's mm -hmm. a, it's a, our own people, a little bit older, that has to find the key, has to be a little bit more into what's going on and uh, understand how, uh, explain, how uh, uh, give your experience to, exactly. to them. But you not to saying ah you are you are a, uh, you are a hipster blah, 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 blah. no it, this is how it's going today so you have to be more uh, yeah in my opinion no I I agree completely you know and uh, it's important like people appreciate that sort of context like I think it's definitely I know for a fact on this show they listen to somebody they're maybe not familiar with and then they after they listen to the show they have a different perspective there's some people they thought yeah. like. They're like, man, I don't know why you brought that person on the show. He's so cheesy. And then afterwards, like, what a nice fucking dude. Uh, yeah. And yeah. like, I'm maybe I'm not so much into his music, but I respect it now. Or or could be that actually nobody's bitching. I never made anybody look bad on the <laughs> show. But, uh, you know, like even if in this radio show thing, if you talk about like, oh, I used to play this record back in the day and this is what me and my friends would listen to it after the after party and a little story. And people are like, well, now I'm sort of curious to hear what this record is instead yeah, yeah, of before yeah. it's just a YouTube link or something, you know? Yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. Cool. It's been good, man. Let's get yeah, out of here. It was a really nice time, yes. Yeah, <laughs> and you're welcome back anytime, so. For uh, sure, for sure. When you right. want, when you want, I'm a, I have a label always for you. All right, perfect. I really had a really nice time. Awesome, man. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you so much.